1: Hello and welcome to the
2: show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase and I would like to connect with you so please find me on Facebook at The Healing Whisper the or Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube and uh, you can send me an email anytime uh, even during the show. You can send an email if you have any questions. Or even call in, the phone number was given earlier. Today, we are talking about relationships and what is so important about relationships. But before I get started, I do need to go through this little disclaimer that the show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase. Always check please always check with a licensed health care provider about any concerns that you may have. So, relationships. What is so important about relationships? There are studies out there that actually show that if we do not have good relationships that it actually shortens our life. And there was a study out of the University of California in San Francisco. It uh, demonstrated that there's this hormone, it's called oxytocin, that um, some people call the love hormone because that is the hormone that de-stresses us. And... When people feel in love or are in love or are feeling love, this hormone oxytocin flies about our bodies even more. It actually does the opposite of the stress hormone, which is cortisol. And this study out of the University of California demonstrated that, at least in women their oxytocin levels fell in response to just remembering a negative emotional memory. And that really supports much of what I have been talking about over this last few months about how our memories, our emotional memories, really affect how we are and what we do. And there's another study Regarding relationships. And it included about 10,000 men and women between the ages of 36 and 52. And it found that frequent disharmony or conflict in the relationships with partners, friends, family, and even neighbors those people are two to three times more likely to die an early death as in middle age. And then there's this third study, and there were 250 men, and they started, this study actually began in 1938, and it just, 250 men started with them in their College undergraduate days, and extended well beyond retirement years. And the purpose of the study was to find out what contributed to the flourishing of their lives. And it found that while even though a person might have had a lousy childhood as possible, More importantly, it it was that the most important find was that in 75 years and $20 million of the study, it pointed towards a five-word conclusion. Happiness is love. And that's how these people recovered from a lousy childhood. And, And so what makes a childhood lousy? What makes a childhood happy? Well, it's those relationships that we carry. Everything we do in life has to do with a relationship. If you are a spiritual individual, you have a relationship with your God or your Creator or whatever you believe, you have a spiritual relationship. And then there is the relationship with yourself. Yeah, you have a relationship to yourself. And then there's the big one, our relationship with other people. Now, this doesn't just mean our partner's this does not just mean our family, our co-workers. Yes, it means those individuals. This can also mean complete strangers. Have you ever met somebody or seen somebody in a line at a retail store or even at the airport and or wherever? And that person is angry, and they're yelling at that other individual at, say, the cash register or the manager or whatever. First person has a very bad relationship with the person to whom they are yelling. That is a relationship. It can be a complete stranger, somebody that you've never met. If you give Money or food to somebody on a street corner with the sign, you have developed, you have a relationship with that individual. Our mere existence on this earth means that we have a relationship with someone or something. Yes, we have a relationship with. animals, (laughs) our pets. Relationships are just so incredibly important. And it is probably the number one thing that we struggle with as humans are those relationships. How many people will come home and kick the dog when they've had a bad day at work? I speak of that metaphorically. You know, it may not be just the dog they're kicking. They may be kicking their spouse or their kids. Not physically. I certainly hope not, although unfortunately that does happen. But people will kick another person by the words they use, and yes, by the energy they create when they are upset because of something that went bad at work or something that went bad at another relationship. There are ways to settle ourselves down and there are ways to improve these relationships. First thing that we... I want to speak about is our relationship with God. And as I brought up just a little while ago, it doesn't matter if you don't believe in God or you don't have a spiritual relationship. Because really you are a spiritual being. And because you are, you have a relationship with some spiritual entity. And it doesn't matter if you call it God. It doesn't matter if you call it the creator, the universe. That is what your relationship is. It is an essential part of us. If you believe as I do. We have a Creator, and it is an essential part of our bodies. And if we do not have a relationship in the Spirit with the Creator, the universe, or God, then we have a part of us that is broken. And I don't know if you... Can agree with this, but if one part of you is broken, the whole of you is broken. There are many reasons that we have that broken relationship, and it could be because you have a forgiveness issue with God. Maybe something happened in your life that you decided that God the Creator did something and you cannot forgive it for that reason. You're angry. You're angry and that breaks a relationship. How about this idea that you are actually trying to control God control that spirit control the universe I don't know about you but I don't personally believe that I can control the creator and how do you do that by not allowing or maybe I should put it this way When you try to control God, you actually try to control everything and everyone. And you do not allow that creative force to work within you. It's something to think about. It's a tough thought to think about to give up that control, which means that you have to develop belief or faith that that control can actually work in your favor when it is not you being the controller. Well, it's almost time for a break. When we come back, I will get into more issues about relationships. Don't go away.
3: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: We'll help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Fitness is important to keep your body in tip-top
4: shape now and aging gracefully for the future. The Fitness Momentum Show with Coach Michael Merlino is designed to be your guide to fitness and running, whether you're a beginner or ready to run your next marathon. By paying attention to and following the tips offered by Michael and his guests, you'll be able to essentially be your own trainer. Get the most out of your fitness regimen and tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
3: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace.
2: We have been talking about relationships, and just before the break, I was speaking about our relationship with God, the Spirit, the Creator, um, love, and how it is critically important for our relationships in general. And some of the things that can break our relationship with God, the Creator, is forgiveness or lack of forgiveness and anger with that person or creator and simply trying to control the universe and trying to control God. And those of us who are control freaks, and I include everybody in that category because we all struggle with this at some time or another with some things or another. It's a very difficult thing. And the question to ask, are you not only trying to control other things, but are you trying to control your relationship with God, the Spirit, love? And if you are, then a part of you is broken. Many years ago, one of the famous or popular phrases to be brought out when I was in elementary school was known as the golden rule. I do not know if that golden rule is taught or even brought up any longer, but those of you who remember it, it is simply do unto others as you would have done unto you. And folks, this is what I would call a law of existence. It's what you sow, you shall also reap. Or, said even another way, what you give out, you will get back. What are you giving out in your relationships? What are you getting back in your relationships? And yes, we're talking about a relationship even with yourself. Now I'm going to talk about your self-relationship first before I get into the relationship with other people. And the reason for this is I believe that you cannot have good relationships with other people if you have a poor relationship with yourself. You may not even be able to have a good relationship with God the Creator, the Spirit, the universe, love, if you have a poor relationship with yourself. It's interdependent. All of our relationships are interdependent. So what's going on with you? Do you have self-hate going on? You may not say, oh, I don't hate myself. I couldn't hate myself. Do you have then maybe a little bit of dislike? When you look in the mirror and you see that your figure is not exactly what the media, the the culture tells you that your figure should be, what goes on in your mind? Do you think things like, oh, I don't have that proper figure, I weigh too much, I'm fat, I hate that part of my body, I don't like that part of my body. What are some of those conversations you have when you look in the mirror? Do you look in the mirror and say, oh, that pimple, I hate that pimple. You know that pimple is a part of your body. There's a reason it's there. I I could get into all the medical reasons that you could have a pimple. But the important part is the pimple is there, it's a part of your body, it's a body's reaction to something, and you look at it and you hate it or how about bad knees how much of your conversation is i hate the pain in my knees the body is trying to tell you something that there's pain and there's there it's there for a reason and you probably know the reason take this for a novel concept Love the pain. Love the pimple. Love your figure. Yes, and folks, even love your fat. (laughs) You may be overweight. You may be obese. You may be only slightly overweight. But love that. Because in loving things, you will change your relationship with it and you will begin to love yourself. Yes, I know. It's an extraordinarily difficult thing to do to love those things that we have been taught from early on that are negative things about us. And it has a lot to do, that self-hate even has a lot to do with what others have told you about you. And yeah, we know that other people can be cruel or ugly in their conversations with us, especially as children. Sometimes well-meaning teachers will say things that make us believe bad things about ourselves. And I've already gone over what culture tells us about ourselves. And then there's what you have decided to believe all on your own about yourself and I've gone over this in past shows, that you can develop these beliefs as a young child. You can even develop the beliefs while you are in utero. You can have these beliefs developed while you were not even anything more than the simple egg or sperm in your mother's or father's body. Yes, because these beliefs... And Dr. Bruce Lipton has proven this, that these beliefs are in ourselves because beliefs are energy. And what have we talked about (laughs) for four months now? It's energy, energy about our beliefs. And if those beliefs are negative, even if you don't use the word hate, there might be something about you yourself that you're not particularly happy with. And remember what I said at the top of the show about the study that went for 65 years that proved happiness was the core thing that caused people to flourish and if you are unhappy about one little thing about you then there is some self-love issues going there what does self-love look like well there are two things and and self-love has to do with our identity with ourselves how do we see ourselves There is kindness, which is that external self-love and where we develop the fears that people will not accept you pimples and all. That you will not be accepted just as you are. That is an issue with kindness. Then there's the self-love Issue of goodness. That is the internal issues of, am I a good girl or a bad girl? Good girl, good boy, bad boy. It has to do with our guilt about something or shame. And and that's not to say you haven't done, or any of us haven't done wrong things in our life. But those wrong things don't make us bad, despite what a parent or a teacher might have said to us. And so these identity issues of goodness and kindness create hate, which actually is fear remember being afraid that somebody will not accept you just as you are. All of these identity issues has to do with not being loved and fear. And the opposite of fear is love. There are so many things that we can do to begin To love ourselves. So when we come back from the break, we'll talk about that for a little bit. Don't go away.
3: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field, One day you hear one thing, and the next day you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be, taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill.
5: How is your health?
3: life your health your network you're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness
1: you are listening to the healing whisper of return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 If you'd rather send an email, our email address is TheHealingWhisper at MindSpring.com. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back to the show and thanks for sticking with me. Uh, Just a little reminder that you can find me on Facebook and uh, connect with my page, The Healing Whisper. You can also find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and uh, just send me an email anytime, anytime with your questions and even your questions about uh, personal and private coaching. I am available for that. We have been talking about relationships, our relationships with ourselves, our relationship with God, the creator, the universe, and we will get into talking about relationships with others. Before the break, I was talking about self-love or self-hate as uh, we tend to experience, and I mentioned that what we put out, we get back. That is just an essential law of, of the universe. It is a law of energy, and it was even spoken about by Jesus. When he was questioned about what is the greatest law, he said the greatest law is love and that we are to love our neighbors as you love yourself. That begs the question. It has begged the question in my mind for a number of years. If you don't love yourself, how can you love your neighbor? And if you can't love your neighbor, then you are not within the law, the greatest law, which Jesus spoke about. And the real difficulty is drilling down to the areas in which our lives has created self-hate. I look at some of my own experiences in life and one of my adult experiences that taught me to not like myself was actually when I was in dental school. Anybody who has ever gone through a medical professional school knows that it can be grueling. And I I don't know about medical school in particular, but for me, dental school was an adventure in learning self-hate. Early on, the professors treat the students like they are no better than dirt. One professor in particular would take our work, we used to make a crown, a cap that would go on the tooth out of wax, and we'd bring it to that professor to be graded. This didn't happen to me, thank goodness, I'm not sure what I would have done, but one of my poor classmates brought this wax pattern of a crown cap to the professor. And he said, "Will this fly?" And I I I don't know why the professor did this. He threw it up in the air and it landed on the ground and he the professor said, "Nope, it's not going to fly." Well, you know, that that's just simply cruel and all the work that that my fellow classmate had done was um, had basically broken. I had to start over again. More, the point is, it affected all of us in that class. It, it created fear. It created a a feeling that I had to be perfect, and it brought me back to childhood memories of feeling that I needed to be perfect. Now, these are some of the things that if we aren't perfect by our own definitions, then we're not loving ourselves. And it brought me back to just a a simple statement that my parents would make that it's like, practice makes perfect. And so, that's why maybe why I felt I had to be perfect and I had to practice more to be more perfect. And, well, we can never be perfect. And so, there was that self-hate going on. And all through the years of my dental practice, with that not being perfect, not being good enough, not being perfect, perfect, perfect. It affected every single relationship with I that I had with the other people, with with my patients, with my staff, and it affected the relationship with my family. Simple things that we think that coming from our parents that uh, or things that we say now to our kids that we don't think is a problem. How about that simple statement of great job. We think that's good. Maybe you should save the kudos for like good girl, good boy, way to go for something that is meaningful rather than every time a child masters a skill. Or the practice makes perfect that I just said. How about the you're okay when when Johnny falls and scrapes his knee? Maybe because Johnny is crying, he's not okay. How about that simple statement of hurry up! Rather than including yourself into that, Well, let's hurry. What are other ways that we have heard or that we even say that create the, the negative influences? How about the most common one that probably is happening right now, right today? I'm on a diet. Or the child hears you talking about being fat. It's better to say, I'm eating healthy because I like the way it makes me feel. That makes a child feel like you care and love yourself rather than, I'm fat, I hate myself. Children are very perceptive. If they think, if mommy hates me hates herself how does mommy feel about me there are so many other things that we can say as parents that or our parents even said to us that change our relationship with ourselves and then it comes back around to our relationship with other people. And this will have us look into what our relationships are with other people. We already know there is a high divorce rate. People are married and then 50% of them are divorcing because the relationship is broken. But folks, did you realize that of the 50% of people that have stayed married, only about 5% of those individuals are actually happy in that marriage or even feel like the relationship is good in that marriage. So those individuals are living in a marriage relationship that is broken and might as well be ending in divorce. They are living in a relationship that is causing them two to three times greater likelihood of dying early. And a marriage relationship, whether you're married to your work or you're married to another individual, is the most important relationship that we will have while on this earth. Let's start looking into ways to fix that relationship. And it's not about forming a business agreement. So many of our marriages are based on a business agreement. That being, let's go to the idea if husband, you do this, wife, I'll do that. That's a business relationship. And a business relationship is actually about giving, giving. Not taking, but giving. And then receiving. And it is the same way with a business relationship. They are actually discovering that business relationships are better if it's not a deal that you do this and I'll do that. Yeah, there are some deals like you pay 20 bucks for this and I'll give you that. That's understood. But that's not a personal relationship. Which will bring me to our relationship with our co-workers. Do you have a difficult relationship going on at work? I would encourage you to look in the mirror. And that that, that sounds rather cruel. But actually, when you look in the mirror, when you have a difficult relationship, both at work and at home, fixing that relationship starts with you. When we come back from the break... I will explain that. Don't go away.
3: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: Are you struggling with loss in your life? Whether it's grief, personal healing, or serious life changes that you are dealing with, tune in to Voices for Healing with host Kathy Roberts. Everything that happens to us teaches us and gives us hope and possibility. Kathy and her guest experts will bring you the tools that you need to start the healing process. There are so many ways to transform loss. Where can we take you? Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you have cancer, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. While many medical professionals can give us some of the answers, there are many more unanswered questions that can't always be answered to our satisfaction. Listen for Cancer Concepts and Compliments with Dr. James Belanger. We'll discuss the tests, the compromised immune system, how cancer grows, and what natural medicines could be added to conventional therapies that may help keep it at bay. Cancer Concepts and Compliments airs live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
4: Search Voice America at your favorite app store.
3: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace.
2: Hey, thanks for sticking with me. We have been talking about relationships, and just before the break, we I was speaking about our relationships with other people. And I encouraged you, if you have a difficult relationship, whether it is at work or at home or just generally out in public, people seem to have, uh, you seem to have a hard time with people. I encourage you to look in the mirror and what I mean by that is that when we're having a difficult time with other people, it could be something about our own behavior that is creating that behavior with other individuals. Let's just take, for example, you've got someone that is trying to control everything that you're doing. You've you've got a boss or a manager that is micromanaging your every step or even a spouse that is micromanaging every step. Maybe, just maybe, there is something in your beliefs about yourself that is putting out the energy that you need to be micromanaged. Now, I'm not saying that this is true. It's just something to consider. Then there is the individual, maybe at work or at home, that you're having a difficult relationship because they are not meeting your expectations. They might feel, you might feel that they are being lazy, not following up on what you need done. And within the realm of as long as they know what the expectations are, but they're still not meeting it, maybe again, take a look in the mirror at yourself as to what Is going on with yourself that is attracting, for lack of a better word, that kind of behavior. And how about the other person that just simply irritates you? (laughs) I think we all have met people like that that for whatever reason. There is something about that person that just irritates the living daylights out of you. And you might be able to drill down to what it is that is you find irritating. In fact, I would highly encourage you to drill down to what you find extraordinarily irritating about that other person. Just what... Is it that sets your teeth on edge other than fingernails on a blackboard? But what is it? And once you discover what that is, maybe, just maybe, that is a behavior pattern that you don't like within yourself. And it's um, it can be enlightening. And once you find that thing that you don't like in yourself, then start working on it. Why don't you like it? Let's just say that the thing that you don't like about yourself might be that or you let let me let me retract that. Let's just say you are very very important to be on time. In fact, maybe a little early to things. And there is another person you know that is never on time. In fact, is always late even late to a fault, you might say. And that irritates the heck out of you. What is it about your energy, your thinking, that has made you be so hateful of being late? Was it something that was said to you as a child or that you develop the belief that late people are bad people and therefore, if I'm late, I'm bad. And so you're putting out that energy of you don't want late, lateness. And guess what? What you don't want is what you get comes back to the what you fear appears. It it's, It is the most difficult thing in the world to look in the mirror. Not only because we see those pimples literally on our face, but we see the pimples literally in our beliefs. And knowing that we need to change those negative beliefs. How do you do it? Well, folks, if you've been listening to me all along, I have spoken on how we can change these negative beliefs and begin to heal ourselves, and that is through energetic means. And my favorite energetic mean of healing is the healing codes. Because we need to eliminate these negative beliefs at the cellular level. I just really want to encourage everyone to go out there and get Dr. Alex Lloyd's book, The Healing Code. And that's spelled L-O-Y-D, not two L's. You can go to my website, thehealingwhisper.com and on my Favorite Things page, you can go to the Healing Code website. You can also find a specific healing code for relationships. It's called the Relationship Codes. And how those healing codes work is that we direct the energy of our own bodies back into four healing centers around the head and neck that have been scientifically and medically proven to reduce the stress. And what causes the stress? It's the negative beliefs. I get into some detail about this in previous show about our negative beliefs, And it is our negative beliefs that cause our negative relationships and negative difficulties with our relationships. So, start healing those negative beliefs. Start doing healing codes. Or if you have had success with EFT, emotional freedom technique, better known as tapping, Do that. If you've had success with acupuncture, with Qigong, there are many, many energetic healing modalities. Meditation. I encourage you to do any and all of them. I choose the healing healing codes because it, it is quick and it is permanent. it heals those issues of the heart, those negative beliefs that we have developed as children that affect everything in our lives. And 3,000 or so years ago, the wisest man in the world, Solomon, said it. He said it, guard your heart. And he wasn't talking about the beating heart. He was talking about that spiritual heart. Guard your heart because all issues of life issue come from the heart. And that is my encouragement to you today. Guard your heart. And until next week, blessings.
1: Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week.